this great and glorious God whom we just worshipped in song, around whom all of heaven will surround in concentric circles of worship, is the one who took on flesh and came to the earth to rescue sinners. Every Sunday we celebrate communion, the Lord's table. It's a remembrance of what Jesus did on our behalf. In order to help us remember Christ this morning, I want you to turn to John chapter 19 in your Bible. In John chapter 19, we have the scene of Jesus' arrest and trial, really a mockery of justice. And in John 19, 6, the chief priests and the officers saw Jesus. They cried out, saying, Crucify! Crucify! And Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no guilt in him. You see, Pilate had interviewed Jesus and found nothing worth the death penalty. And in John 19.10, Pilate said to Jesus, Do you not speak to me? Do you not know that I have authority to release you and I have authority to crucify you? From a human perspective, there was no case against Jesus. And Pilate, seeking to free himself, perhaps salve his own conscience, wants to let Jesus go. To lead up to this scene, I want to back up to the beginning of Jesus' ministry. In Luke chapter 4, Jesus removes the money changers from the temples, and the religious leadership is out for blood. In Luke 4, they got up and drove Jesus out of the city, and they led him to the brow of the hill on which the city had been built in order to throw him down the cliff. But passing through their midst... Jesus went his way. In John 5.18, the Jews were seeking to kill Jesus all the more because he not only was breaking the Sabbath, but was also calling God his own Father, making himself equal with God. In John chapter 7, Jesus was walking in Galilee, and he was unwilling to walk in Judea because the Jews were seeking to kill him. In John 7.30, they were seeking to seize him, but no man laid his hand on Jesus because his hour had not yet come. In John 7:44, some of them wanted to seize him, but no one laid hands on him. In John 8:20, these words Jesus spoke in the treasury as he had taught in the temple, and no one seized him because his hour had not yet come. In John 8:59, they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. In John 10:39, they were seeking again to seize him, and he eluded their grasp. At every turn in Jesus' public ministry, he made enemies of the religious establishment. And he escaped many times. Why was Jesus able to escape from a horde of people surrounding him, trying to throw him off a cliff and ready to throw rocks at him? Because his hour had not yet come. This is an indication that when Jesus was finally crucified, he was no hapless victim. This was an hour he was aiming for his entire life. The great evidence of God's purpose and his plan to love sinners like us is found in this. When there was no way out for Jesus, he escaped. 
And when Jesus was given a way out by Pilate, he went to the cross. This was a death that he pursued. This was a death he aimed his life at. Jesus was in control. Jesus was in charge of the unfolding of the human events that led him to his own crucifixion. Why? Because he was the lamb led before the slaughter of his own doing. He was the shepherd who had laid down his life for his own sheep. He was the servant who came to give his life as a ransom for many. And for you and I this morning who are in Jesus Christ, who have experienced the love of God through him, we are here, we are alive, we are born again, we belong to Christ, adopted into God's family, our sins forgiven, having a citizenship in heaven purchased for us already because God loved us. Not because we were lovely or lovable, but because God chose to set his affections on those who did not deserve it and at infinite cost. The only way you and I, friend, can be reconciled to God is through the blood of his own son, Jesus Christ. And that is what we remember this morning. If you're here this morning and you belong to Jesus Christ, you've surrendered to him, you've been born again and your sins are forgiven, taking communion, this cup of juice and this piece of bread is an opportunity to remember Jesus' blood spilt and his body broken for you. For you. To purchase you, to redeem you, to reconcile you to God. There will be a few moments of silence as an opportunity for you to examine your own heart, to confess any known sin, and to rejoice in the forgiveness that was purchased for you. If you're here this morning and you belong to Jesus Christ and Grace Bible Church is not your home, feel free to take communion with us. This is an opportunity for believers to remember Jesus. And if you're here this morning and you don't know Christ, you have not yet experienced the love of God for a sinner. This is an opportunity for you to surrender to Christ, to give up running life your own way, to experience love from above that will radically change who you are and the direction you're going. I would just invite you to turn your life over to Christ, to believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven, that his blood spilled on behalf of sinners is the only satisfaction of God's wrath against your sin. I would invite you to turn and believe in Jesus Christ. The men are going to come forward at this time and distribute the juice and the bread. After you've had an opportunity to examine your heart, go ahead and take the Lord's table.